brands that I connected with the most were the ones who like didn't try to be everything to everybody and just like kind of specialized in something. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hello Beauty. We have Shannon Davenport. She's the founder of Esker Beauty. Esker is known for the high-performing, beneficial, plant-based body care. Hi, Shannon. Welcome to Hello Beauty. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm so glad you were able to squeeze your time between your busy schedule. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I love it. So it's yeah. all good. It's good to be busy. Great. <laughs> so um, you're a California native. Uh-huh. Um, how have the elements and the vibes of California inspired your work? Oh, man, that's a great question. I think that I grew up in the Bay Area. Um, and one of the things that I always say that I love about California is that you have culture, but you also have all of this access to nature. And so I actually hadn't even left California. I had not left the state until I was maybe like 13 because we would just go on vacation like, you know, you just drive mm -hmm. for two hours and you're in a completely different climate. So, so my family and I spent a lot of time. Um, just like all over California, we would drive to Santa Barbara, go to the mountains, go to the, the redwoods, um, go skiing, go to the beach. Um, and so I really just gave me a big appreciation of nature and plants. And, um, I still just love the natural world. I just feel very connected to nature. Um, so that's a big part of it because our brand is is really about plant-based ingredients and educating people around how you can use plants for skincare. Um, so that's a huge part of it. I also grew up in Berkeley, which is kind of like a very famous mm -hmm. um like counterculture hippie type <laughs> town. And my dad actually originally was the one who was very into essential oils. Mm -hmm. So I found out about it through my dad. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I think that and also the naturals movement, like also is very strong in San Francisco and in the Bay Area and kind of has always like embraced that. So it's all kind of a culmination of those things, that environment um, of just kind of being steeped in. And I think and now it's very similar here in L.A. too, but um, but especially growing up in the Bay Area back when I did um, just kind of this appreciation of of nature and mm -hmm. also of you know all different types of natural products so yeah yeah you mentioned that it was your dad that kind of introduced you to essential oils yeah what would he do as a uh, with you as a kid with essential oils if he like <laughs> you know incorporate into your body care or your bath products <laughs> he's not he's not like a skincare mm -hmm. there's like a huge world of essential yeah. oils like there's mm -hmm. very many like little tangents of like the yes. way people use them and stuff he's not like a skincare guy um I don't think he even really knew you could like use them on your skin, but he just really like always loved the smell. So he would like diffuse them. He's a big like, incense guy too. <laughs> um, so yeah, he just loved, he just connected with the smell and um, he would always like, he would, you know, put some on kind of because he thought that they smelled good or like put, put some on like his sweater so that he could, yeah. you know, smell eucalyptus while he walked around. He's like, 
It has a lot of little hacks like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. So you spent around like a decade um, studying like trend forecasting. Mm-hmm. So with the saturated market, um, what made you still get into the beauty industry? <laughs> and what was the turning point totally. for you starting your own line? Yeah. Oh, it's a great question. Um, well, first of all, it took me about three years to actually start. <laughs> so it was definitely the body care category was less saturated then. Um, but uh, yeah, it just takes a very long time to really bring a, a product to market. So it was not, there weren't as many brands as there are now. It was still like a very strong, crowded industry. Um, I felt like the as a trend forecaster, as somebody who is like always looking at brands and advising corporate clients, and I've been to like a million trade shows and like all around the world, and I've just like seen a lot of stuff. I felt like the um, brands that I connected with the most were the ones who like didn't try to be everything to everybody and just like kind of specialized in something. And I think that that was I felt like like body care, making like really beautiful, really considered body care. And I just started with my three body oils because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm totally self-funded. And I also just really worked hard at them. Like it took me a year and a half to formulate body oils. And most, you know, you don't even, it's not even an emulsion. So you don't even have to like play with the texture or whatever. You literally just are mixing up these um lipids together Mm -hmm. that that go together um but it was so important to me just to make sure that the formula felt really nice and dry and that the aromas were really good and I didn't have a um I don't have like a perfume background so that took me a really long time to like make sure that all the smells were really balanced um but but basically I just thought there is room if you do something really really well I think people like that now you know like they they want to you know you want to get like the mascara, you know, the mascara from like the brand who really knows how to do mascara. And, you know, even with like other things in our life, like you want to get, um, I don't know, like Heath ceramics, you know, they make beautiful, beautiful ceramics and that's all they really Mm -hmm. mostly do. They don't make furniture. Well, I think now they do make furniture and things like that, but, you know, just being known for something specific and really, really laser focusing on having a specialty, I think, was how I always envisioned it. And uh, one, again, because I bootstrapped and I I worked full time and I worked on it nights and weekends for a long time. And so I didn't have the money to make a 20 skew <laughs> company mm-hmm. off the bat. But But then secondly, I really believed in like just rising above the noise by really, really doing one product or one category really well. Yeah, it's like focusing on one product and doing it really well and being known for it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And just being able to like, instead of having a bunch of different SKUs that aren't that different from the market, because my my job for so long was always like thinking about what's next and what's kind of just like more of the same. And so um, to me, brands that are doing like lots of different categories, but they don't like you know, that there's, it's definitely an interesting strategy, but I think having the, um, the like expertise and the conviction to say Mm -hmm. like this product is the best body oil that you would try, could ever try because of the pump and the bottle and the Mm -hmm. way that it feels on your skin and the dryness of it, um, and the aroma and the ingredients in it. And it just gives you kind of more authority to really, 
you know, mm-hmm. go out there and talk about your product. So, yes. yeah. As someone that studied um, consumers, design, and beauty, what was one thing that stuck out to you the most about the beauty industry? Um, well, I think it's changing so quickly, which is just fun, but also kind of the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Um, like the beauty industry was super different even five years ago and 10 years ago. You know, we know like how much indie brands are changing the industry and digital native brands are changing the industry. Um, but what I think what I love about about beauty specifically, um, like as an industry, is it's just it's really emotional. It's just like about the way that you relate to yourself and the way that you feel about yourself. And one of the things that I like about um, body care in particular is that it's it is it can be results driven. You know, like there's a lot you can do in body care to to really um, infuse your skin with different types of benefits. But it's also it is kind of an emotional thing. Like it's about like taking a bath and taking care mm. of yourself and taking time. And I like that about the whole beauty industry, just in general, that it's like, it really is it's about this emotional connection, almost like, you know, and it's kind of like romantic in a way, the mm. way that we like talk about beauty products and, you know, the language that we use for them. It's almost like how people talk about wine. Like it's just this, you mm. know, you use all these really beautiful colorful flowery words because it is sort of just an emotional thing so I love that about the beauty industry in particular I love how you kind of related to wine because (laughs) we're the beauty industry you know we always rave about the amount of time we take to just to take care of our, take care of ourselves. Right. So it's like the longer that we, I don't know, stay in a bath yeah. or do our skincare routine, it's like the better it is. Yeah. In a sense, like wine, you know, the longer it is, the <laughs> yeah. better it is. Totally. Yeah. So um, Esker Beauty centers on functionality. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah. Um, so I went to, when I was, I was working full time, um, and traveling a lot, I needed just kind of like a break. I needed to like mm-hmm. put my brain somewhere else. And there was a school, uh, called the New York school of aromatherapy, which is in the East village. And I was living in New York. And so I enrolled in a program there and we started learning like, uh, about each oil. Like every week we would learn about a different oil and, um, we would study, the history and kind of the emotional parts of the oil, which is what you hear sometimes a lot of people talking about with essential oils. Like mm-hmm. this one's more grounding and this one, you know, is good for for having having energy or um, those kinds of kind of uh, aspects. And But then we also learned a lot about the actual components of the plant and then the skincare benefits. So like what are the different um, parts of and oil and what do they actually do on your skin? And so, um, there were so many oils that I, like everybody talks about lavender, which is an amazing, lavender is amazing, mm-hmm. but it's sort of like the, um, like the beetles of <laughs> essential oils. Like, you know, it's just, there's so much more. Um, and so I was learning about these different types of oils and there's actually like over a hundred different essential oils. Oh, wow. Um, and I was like, these are really 
powerful ingredients and they have amazing skincare benefits and they should be leveraged in that way, you know? So juniper was one of the ones that I really gravitated towards and it's one of the the key ingredients in the firming oil. Um, Cypress is another really amazing oil for your skin and you don't hear that much about it. Um, And so that was another one that I kind of felt could drive a formula in terms of function and sort of be the hero ingredient. Um, and, um, and, uh, so it was, it's sort of a mix of, oh, and then the third one, I just was blanking out on <laughs> what yeah. my third formula is. Um, the third one is carrot seed oil yeah. and it's an amazing oil for your skin. It's like super packed with antioxidants. Um, you don't see it a lot in skincare because, if it's steam distilled, which is the way that most oils are distract, uh, extracted, it has a really funky smell. It kind of mm. smells like like barnyard, I guess, <laughs> is the word that you would use for it. Um, but we have a CO2 extracted version of that, which is a totally chemical-free, heat-free mm-hmm. process. And when you extract it that way from the plant, it smells amazing. Like it has this kind of mesquite, smoky, mm-hmm. really nice smell. Um, so – you know, it was really just for me, like, like doing my research, doing my testing, like really going very deep into these different oils and, and highlighting the function and just building the formula around that. And I wanted it to be very direct, um, like easy to understand from, you know, which one was which, uh, I didn't want to call it like a body serum or anything. It's just, I wanted to be really clear, like, this is a body oil mm-hmm. and this one's good for firming and this one's good for clarifying and this one is restorative just so that it's, again, just I want to just be as transparent with the brand as possible. Yeah, I've tried your products. They're amazing. Thank you. And that's actually just like a light way of saying it because I really <laughs> it's like I really love the smell and everything and the shower. It's so relaxing. Good. And I noticed that even with the body oils, it doesn't transfer to my clothes or my sheets because sometimes like you see those like oil spots that are left behind and that's yep. really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love how um even your packaging, they're so cute. They're very minimalist, but at the same time they pop out to me. <laughs> yeah. So um can you talk about the meaning of Esker and all also the packaging where there's color blocking and what do the colors represent? Totally. Yes. Um, An esker is a geological formation and um, it's like a underground river basically Mm -hmm. that comes down from like a mountain. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at a picture of an esker and they're all over the world, it looks like a vein. Mm -hmm. It's like a river, but it's covered in dirt. And so in their windy, you know, they Mm kind of look like a vein in our skin. And so I just thought that's such a good metaphor for plant-based and natural Mm -hmm. skincare. Like the fact that that the earth can actually look like our skin, Mm -hmm. I just thought was a really cool parallel Mm -hmm. idea. Um, and I love the name. It almost sounds like skin and it sounds kind of clean. Yeah. Um, so um, so that's what the name means. And um, the packaging is I always like to talk about because my we didn't hire an agency or anything. My husband and I did it together. Oh, nice. He's a designer. And so he he did it. He executed it. But obviously I had a lot of ideas and I really wanted to have this this kind of color code that, you know, uh, Basically, you could look at the packaging and you could see, oh, okay, this has 
is primarily jasmine because there's the biggest bar of purple and then there's um you know also a pink bar which represents rose geranium and there's a green bar which represents cypress and um it was hard to figure out how to do that on a package and also make it beautiful and it was mm-hmm. like do we make it like super colorful and my husband is the biggest minimalist in the yeah. world he like only wears <laughs> black white gray sometimes like a navy yeah. and his whole vibe is very minimalist um and so we kind of had to like go back and forth about it because he you know I was like we I want to use color and I want to yeah. use it in a very elevated way mm-hmm. and it's just you know it's a it's a design challenge to yeah. also but you know to me everything looked so minimal on those shelves already and again it's kind of like well how do you stand out how do you think about packaging in a different way it can still be chic it can still have that minimal feel but you can do so much more with packaging um so yeah the color codes basically are just there to to let you know what's exactly in the formula um you can actually see it on the box and each ingredient is printed Mm -hmm. the essential oils are all printed there and the palettes are all based on the colors in nature Mm -hmm. um so there's actually also something that happens where um just kind of based on our brains like you will intuitively know a little bit what each one smells like just by looking at it Mm -hmm. like the restorative one smells really earthy and woodsy and balsamic and the palette which is all based on the natural ingredients in there all you know brown yellow green the uh firming oil is like really bright and it's got bright blue for the juniper that's Mm -hmm. in it and uh, orange for the grapefruit that's in it so there's kind of an unconscious thing um by just looking at Mm -hmm. the packaging where you can almost kind of sense how they'll smell um and there's like pink in the clarifying oil which smells more floral so Mm um i like i feel like packaging is so much fun i feel like people don't talk about it that much because they feel like it's like a dirty word or like it's you know like all about the product and obviously the end of the day the product is what matters but we can't pretend like packaging doesn't have an influence on us or if it does that that's a bad thing that's an amazing thing you know having like an object that you love having in your bathroom and i wanted to also have something that looked really beautiful Mm. in my shower and you know so I I I love packaging. I, think I love it's packaging really fun. too. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. I yeah. mean, I'm all about it. Even if it's like I feel bad sometimes. Yeah. All these beautiful packaging that comes with the products that yeah. I get. I'm like, I don't want to throw them away. Totally. And then my partner, Ashley, my boyfriend, Ashley, he had a great idea. He's like, why don't you just collect all the packaging you get and make it like a wall art art piece? And cool. I was like, that sounds like a good idea because yeah. I, I do do not I do not want to throw it away. I yeah. feel like it's such a waste. And I know that there's a lot of work, like we we're saying, and thought that went in and de- designing these things. And I do appreciate that. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people now that are thinking more about not trying to, mm. you know, create more single use plastic. We use glass bottles for all of our um, oils. We use we have a recycled, 100% recycled plastic bottle that we use for our body washes. I just mm. didn't feel great about putting glass in the shower mm. just because you never know. Like yeah. you don't want to shatter that's and smart. someone hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like anytime you have something that's in the bathroom, like on near hard surfaces and Nick, yeah, it just the idea of yeah. something bad happening made me a little bit worried. But mm-hmm. um, 
we are having a new, we are launching a new product. Um, I can't tell you what it is yet, but, um, and this one, I was like, we want to make it a hundred percent recyclable. So there's no plastic anywhere on it. And it's just, um, it's all made from. No, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. I love how your idea about, um, the color blocking, whichever is like the bigger square is like the main ingredient in a sense. Yeah. So that's so clever because, you know, nowadays it's just, I guess, recently that a lot of people are discovering that when you read an ingredients list, whatever's first is the most potent. Right. Right. So I, I love how just visually you're already showing that to the consumers. Yeah. And just, you, they don't have to kind of like, okay, let me look for the packaging or let me look for like this bottles, turn it around and let's see the ingredients and not understand what it says, that kind of thing. Yeah. I love that. And there's a lot of ingredients that people hear a lot about, but they don't know what they Mm -hmm. are. Like vetiver is like a really common uh, ingredient in a lot of perfumes. I didn't know what vetiver was. It's yeah. a grass. Oh. <laughs> That's cool. Good um, to know. Yeah. yeah. It's like a really beautiful, bright, mm. kind of blady grass. So I also felt like that was part of what I wanted to do too was like, well, like make people think like the way that we think about our food, you know, yes. we're like, okay, this is farm to table. I know that this was this purple potato is grown, yeah. you know, but we don't necessarily have that with even some of the ingredients that we already know in natural beauty. Like we don't necessarily know what those are. So, um, I felt like using the colors and basing them in nature, like ylang ylang is, uh, something that again, like most, a lot of people have heard of that, mm-hmm. but they don't know necessarily yeah. that's a yellow tropical mm-hmm. flower. So we used yellow, you know, to kind of bring that just yeah. that awareness to what the natural ingredients oh, are. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Very well thought of, which yeah. I love. Thank you. Um, there have been a lot of muddy conversations around essential oils. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know. Yeah. Um, and I've read that your products are safe to use on the face. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you think you can educate the consumers where they don't have to feel worried about using your products because it has essential oils. Yes. That this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, because I have studied so much about them. Um, so here's the way that I think about it. Um, like the thing about essential oils I was saying is that there's over a hundred of them and they have somehow, somewhere along the line, they've been grouped together in a way that I don't think is necessarily makes sense. So Mm -hmm. some of them come from flowers. Some of them come from zests of citrus fruits. Some of them come from roots. Some of them come from leaves. Some of them come from resins from trees. Um, They're from all different types of plant material. So Really, the only thing that they have in common with them is that they tend to be, and not always, but they tend to be steam distilled. That's the only mm-hmm. common ground, really, um, is that they're extracted basically direct from the plant. So when when people say like essential oils are irritating or essential oils are photosensitizing, that might be true in one of those hundred plus mm-hmm. types, but it's almost like if you say something like that, the the metaphor that I like to think of is it's like saying like I don't like spices, mm-hmm. and it's like or I don't use spices because yeah. they don't agree with me. And it's like, well, well, what spice? Like, yeah. is it do you use basil? You don't use basil like you would use paprika. You don't use you know 
um, curry powder like you would thyme. Yeah. So it's actually, it's a very similar kind of idea. It's like, you know, you learn how to use spices. You use the certain ones in mm-hmm. certain recipes for certain things and in certain quantities because some of them are stronger than the others. And yeah. so it's the same thing to me with essential oils. It's like um, people just tend to lump things together because it's like simpler that way. But I actually think, and that's kind of why I love talking about the plant-based ingredients is it's like, these have been around for thousands of years. And it makes me sad sometimes when people think like, oh, I can't use essential oils because I heard that they could irritate my skin when it's like, but people have been using this stuff around the world. Like mm-hmm. lavender was used by the Romans um, and the Greeks. Yeah. Like it's, it's so it makes me sad just that they're there and they are, they come from nature and they're kind of like a gift from nature to us. And we sort of like oversimplify them all by saying that they are irritants when some of them can be irritants a hundred percent, especially if they're, you know, not, not mixed correctly. Um, so like some of the citrus oils can be photosensitizing. Um, so you don't want to just like put a citrus oil on your skin and then go out in the sun. It will burn Mm -hmm. you. It definitely, there's, there's truth to it. And some of these oils are really powerful, but as long as they're diluted properly, as long as you're using the right oil, like lavender oil, you can put on your skin directly. Mm -hmm. People put it on their baby's feet. Like, Mm It's it's a totally different thing. And the lavender is from um, flowers and like aerial tips of plants. So, you know, they're just not it's literally it's like apples and oranges, depending on the oil. So um, I think, you know, it just depends on do you trust the brand that you're buying from? Do you, um, you know, believe that they are formulated responsibly in the right percentages and with the right essential oils and then they can be incredible for your skin yeah I mean carrot seed oil is such an amazing uh oil for your skin and it's not irritating on your face at all um and that's just one example but you know and then even some other oils like they can be amazing you just use them in really you know you use them at a properly blended level Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's just <laughs> like don't overgeneralize things yeah. and also don't believe everything that you read online because right. also there is also that intention of the writer. Yeah. Because obviously, okay, I want to write about this thing, but on the negative side of it. So yeah. there's that, you know, the topic that they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, just do your research. And I yeah. think just as any consumer or anything that you eat or put in your body, you just have to just know Yep. And do your research and see what works for you or what doesn't work for you. Totally. So and to each his own, right? Each yeah. person has, can be allergic to like peanuts and another person right. is not allergic to peanuts. So, yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. the same way. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it just somehow we ended up with this weird umbrella term mm-hmm. and it's people are either like, I like this or I don't. And it's like, well, there's. There's more than that, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever's clickbaity. I think people come up with like yeah. certain taglines, yeah, just to catch readers' attention for sure. Yeah, and there's also, I mean, essential oils are kind of weird. There's all these multi-level marketing companies mm-hmm. that sell them, and people ingest them. I'm not really a mm-hmm. fan of that. I just learned in my um, certification mm-hmm. that like it's probably not a good idea mm-hmm. to ingest them. So I don't, I don't do that. I know that. A lot of the multi-level marketing companies do have people like having, you know, drinking oregano oil and stuff. And I don't know. 
I don't know that much about, um, you know, eating them or drinking them because I, I don't personally do it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's weird. That's a weird thing too, is it's like the multi-level marketing thing is like a whole other side yeah. of essential oils. So it's yeah. an interesting, yeah, it's an interesting world. Yeah. Just basically <laughs> do your research and do what works for you, I think. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is one thing that you wish you knew that you knew, you know, now when starting out your business? Mm. So many things <laughs> I learn every single day. I'm always like, whoops, <laughs> shouldn't have done that. Um, that I would have had the confidence to start my own company a long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, I also had to save a lot of money and work full time to to have the starting point for my company. Um, but so, you know, that was what it was. But um, yeah, I think for a long time, um, and I guess that's something about being in your 30s. I'm in my 30s now where you just have more confidence to try new stuff and to just put yourself out there and take risks because I guess you start getting older and you realize like things are Mm -hmm. short. Like, let's just let's do some stuff and see what happens. Um, And I do find a lot of I'm I I surprise myself with um, what I can do. And I just and now I feel like, gosh, I should have done this earlier. I just should have like, you know, taken Mm -hmm. the leap because, yeah, it's just it's it's tough to like there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of uncertainty. But again, like if you just hustle and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, try to be flexible and fluid, you can do it. And I do think like. Um, it just took me a long time to like realize that like I can do it. I can quit my job and I can start mm-hmm. my own thing, even though it's hard all the time. Yeah. <laughs> How long did it take you to um quit your job? Um, I went through the formulation phase. Uh, that took a really long time. That took like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't quitting my job anytime mm-hmm. soon until I actually had a product. Um, and then we worked on the packaging for you know, six months or something, um, finding all the right partners. Um, and then I had a baby right around the time I started Mm -hmm. the company. So I didn't quit just then because it was like a little too much. I needed Mm -hmm. something that Mm -hmm. was like consistent. Um, so yeah, I mean, at least a year and a half or two years, I was working on it in the background. And then as I started ramping up, it was, then I started working part-time and then I finally quit altogether. So it took, it takes a long time. And I guess that's one of the other things that, um, like when, when you're starting a business that people, and I guess I probably didn't realize either, like how long it would take to Mm -hmm. get a product to market and to like really start legitimately to get Mm. up and running like all of the pieces fitting together because even like what you said the formulations take time the design and hearing back from your manufacturer yeah packaging all of that it's not just like a week you know yeah it's months and you want to and with your formulation you know like I had some great advice with from people who, you know, in the industry who were like, take your time. It's super annoying. Mm-hmm. It takes forever to formulate, mm-hmm. but you want to make sure that it's perfect and you don't rush that part of it because yeah. 
that's your, once you have your formula, that's your formula and it's the most important thing. So, um, yeah, I'm happy that we, we didn't rush that part because it was necessary. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, yeah. you have such a wonderful pro product right now. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Do you have a passion that you rarely share with people at work and what is it? I've been really into gardening <laughs> um, after I left New York and had place, like had actual dirt <laughs> that I could garden in. Um, and so now I have um, like kale and rosemary and I have sage growing in my yard. My daughter's name is Sage. So oh, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. And we have wildflowers and I'm planting a bunch of um, uh, pollinator friendly plants like for butterflies and mm -hmm. there's some amazing plants when uh, mist flower is one that we're planting and yeah I just that's like my de-stressor is um, I like find a podcast and put my headphones on mm -hmm. or I like now have put my my Sonos like so that it it's like points out the window and then I just work in my yard and yeah. I like get into a different zone and I it's really fun I just love I don't know I just love like sitting on the ground and like I'm um, digging in the dirt <laughs> and it's really fun to grow your own food too yeah. like it's just very satisfying yeah you mentioned pollinator I know you're a voice for growing pollinators yeah um why is this important to you um it's also something that I knew about from my family um my aunt is like very passionate about it and she has a pollinator garden um but it's just one of those things I feel like there's like sustainability is something that's can be very overwhelming. Um, it's so scary. And now that I have a baby, it just even worse because you just think, you know, you do the math and you look down the line and it's just getting worse and worse. And you feel it just feels really terrible. Mm -hmm. um, but there are these tiny things that you can do and the like just helping to plant wildflowers and places for pollinators to um to go is one of these things that it's a it's a tiny little thing but it makes you feel good and it helps and the more that i was learning about like ways to help the pollinator community and pollinators i guess are just to clarify are bees and butterflies yes. um and um Primarily, sometimes people consider like birds pollinators too. <laughs> but um, the more I read about it, like, you know, there's a lot of great nonprofits, but mostly people just say like plant stuff. Even if you don't have a yard, plant some like throw some wildflower seeds like by the side of the road or, you know, put them on your roof in a little pot. Um, ha you know, having more habitat for them goes a long way. And so they don't they don't actually even know why all of the pollinator populations. There's like multiple reasons. Part of it is pesticides, part mm -hmm. of it's urbanization. Um, but they're a cornerstone species. And so they no no plant life exists without them. Yeah. Or 75% of plant life depends on them. So it's just a small action. It's just something that um feels good to do mm -hmm. and, you know, like gives you some small thing. And I know that people now are picking up a lot of these really small practices, but that was, that was mine that I wanted to share with people. Cool. Yeah. Here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy. It's called say hello to the beauty in you. What <laughs> advice can you give those who are trying to, to discover their beauty within? Especially as I'm getting older and like more into my thirties and 
my body definitely changed after having a baby. So I've, I'm I'm thinking a lot more about this. And now I look back at pictures of myself when I was like 25 and I thought that I looked bad and I'm like, oh my God, come on. <laughs> like, you looked really good. What were you thinking? Um, and I'm sure in 10 years, I'll probably think the exact same thing about, about now. Um, but I think it's just like about honestly just – letting stuff go, like figuring out what you like about yourself. And then the other stuff, like, you know, finding the the rituals and routines that make you feel good and, you know, help you enhance what you have. Um, and then, you know, the rest of it is just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. You know, like this is a small thing, but I literally never paint my toenails anymore. Mm-hmm. I just don't care now. And I'm like, meh. I have other things that I do for myself, but I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't care about that anymore. And I think it's like totally okay to say like, I don't care about this body part. It is what it is. I don't need to change it. I don't care about my wrinkles or my, you know, redness or whatever. Um, so I think that it's, um, yeah, I think it's just about like being able to just sounds very, trite but like accept yourself and it doesn't mean that you can't participate in beauty and love beauty and you know work on your skin or your hair or your body those things are amazing and we have to do those things for ourselves but it's just you know it's at the end of the day it's okay you know Mm -hmm. I spent like years straightening my hair I have naturally wavy hair I spent years like using a flat iron in college to straighten my hair and I went to a tanning salon, which is insane because I'm like, I'm a very pale person. But, and then later I was like, oh, I don't, I don't even want to think about how many hours I wasted straightening my hair. Like I could have been doing so many other things at that time. And I love my hair like naturally. So yeah. Oh, I agree with you a hundred percent. Well, before I let you go, what are your social channels and where can they find you? Um, our Instagram is eskerbeauty at E-S-K-E-R-B-E-A-U-T-Y. Um, and our website is eskerbeauty.com. And we are on Facebook as well. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you. This I, was fun. Yes. I had so much fun talking to you and learning more about you. Me too. Yeah. Thank you. So there you have it, everyone. I enjoyed my interview with Shannon. Thank you for watching and listening. For those who are watching on YouTube, please subscribe and like and share this video. And for those who are listening on iTunes and all the other podcast apps, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review because it will definitely help us spread the word of positive inner beauty. Thank you.